how would you describe them? Lisa Frank Wet Dream meets Japanese souvenir jacket is good. I would say like uh like the Care Bears got a hold of some jacket decoration shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe or yeah, I'll go with that. We'll go with Care Bears. There's these elaborately airbrushed and rhinestone encrusted denim jackets, and like all of them depicted a different scene. They all had a theme to them. Like there are ones for a variety of different locations. Like you have like Las Vegas, Hawaii, Beverly Hills, Rome, that they would have, you know, like some cityscape airbrushed on the background and have the the letters um, airbrushed big on the front lapel. And then there are ones for different characters like you know, Barbie, Batman. Uh, there's one for the Chicago Bears like uh, as a souvenir for when they won the, uh, the Super Bowl in the 80s. The 85 Bears. 85 Bears. That one you can buy for like two grand on eBay right now. That's somehow lower and higher than I thought. <laughs> it's a very specific audience. <laughs> it's, uh, and they're weird ones that just like have a panther on them and then just say panther. Or like have a picture of a biplane that says wings on it. It's like very capital of them. Mm-hmm. It is very, they, they feel sort of like a, uh, I don't neon like 80s country pieces, like capital country stuff. Like they could say dad brings home the bacon. <laughs> yeah, or like John Denver trucker life for me or something like that. Fuck key. Singular. They sold for you know relatively similar to capital prices that they they were around six hundred dollars new in the eighties, which is about fifteen hundred dollars in twenty twenty one money. Maybe they're not for you, but I think objectively they're pretty cool looking. They certainly stand out. And the jackets were a massive hit, especially with a lot of celebrity clientele. That uh, you know they were worn by everyone, as we said at the top: Brooke Shields, Dolly Parton, Mr. T, Burt Reynolds, Don King, Mike Tyson. Tiny Tim, Ted Nugent, Bono, even Juice Newton was uh, photographed in a Tony Alamo original designs jacket. Now, all these things were a major hit, and Alamo finally had his end with celebrity glamour, which uh, even soon-to-be President Bill Clinton described him as Roy Orbison on speed. Any Bill Clinton endorsement from like an eight-year window is just the weirdest thing to consider now, now that we know everything we know about Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And we probably don't know everything about Bill Clinton. We certainly no. It's don't. just now that we know all we know. You know, yeah. it's like the things we know we enough. Yeah, it's like probably like twelve percent of the Bill Clinton canon, but like it's it's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've got an outline. Yeah. Oh, I can't see- even tell if Roy Orbison on Speed is a dig. Me, yeah, I like Roy Orbison, but uh, it's hard to imagine his voice getting much higher. But like you know, I mean, it's like. It's like maybe Bill Clinton likes high energy dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Roy Orbison on speed is his ideal compatriot. I don't even know. Well, you know, Clinton, uh, you liked associating with a certain kind of party person, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. So, you know, while these jackets were living very luxurious, glamorous lives on the backs of celebrities, and Tony was going around hobnobbing and going on spending sprees. The making of the jackets was anything but glamorous. I got a quote here from a Refinery29 profile of all places. That's, the jackets were assembled in a factory in Alma, Arkansas that was converted from a large restaurant. First, the raw denim, raw denim, was washed in a drum filled with pumice stones and bleach. Then it was cut and sewn into shape. 
From there, a basic stencil, a skyline, or the outline of a cartoon character, and definitely had some Taz jackets in there, uh, was applied using a silk screen, and then the delicate work of airbrushing and embellishing could begin. Children manned the rhinestone station. Using their small fingers, they dropped row after row of Swarovski stones into tiny fittings. The working conditions were harsh. Bleached fumes billowed from the stone-washing drum. Every day, up to 150 people, men, women, and children, worked for as long as 14 hours a day, and sometimes the children's fingers bled from handling the pointy rhinestones. The finished product was a genuine Tony Alamo of Nashville jacket. The workers who made them labored for free in the service of a cult leader named Tony Alamo, who preached that only he could show them the path to heaven. We live in a fast-paced world. Sometimes, you just need to slow down and stop. Heddles Plus, the new membership program of exclusive content, giveaways, discounts, and a community chat forum. Try a month free with the code EXTRABLOWOUT. Blowout.